My next guest is the founder and CEO of Empowering Female Leaders. She's a long-standing senior executive and leadership and communication expert. Please welcome Ulrike Seminati. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Ulrike. Hi. Hi. Happy to be with you. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. It's a real pleasure to be here. Awesome. So let's dive in and share with us who you are, what you do, and what got you into your line of work. Yeah, so I'm Ulrike Seminati, German first name, Italian last name, which I have for my French husband. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a pure European product uh, based in Switzerland. And I am a leadership and communication coach who is specializing especially in female leader development, helping women to thrive in their careers, to lead their careers in their own terms and to be authentic at work, be themselves, mm. all of these things. <laughs> yes, I love that I think that communications is such a big thing and so what would you say is like the first thing you look at when you work with your clients the first thing to I look at is actually what this woman thinks about herself mm. because what I realize women are very self-critical and so they have the tendency that they uh, evaluate themselves at a much lower level than where they most likely are perceived by others. Mm. And uh, this is a bit of an issue because mm. they want to step up, but at the same time, they were very critical towards themselves. So I'm really looking into what do you think about yourself? Where is your inner glass ceiling, I call that, because we all have one. And if it's pretty low, if you're already touching it, it's logical that you cannot move on anymore and that you're stuck in your career, for example. So that's the first thing that I want to find out, what mm. they think about themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so important to know where they're at with their mindset, that's for sure. And so I know that you've also worked in corporate, you were a senior executive. So how did you make the move and pivoted into your own business as well? Well, I made the whole career in the corporate world. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how the hell did that work? Because I made <laughs> all the mistakes, <laughs> you know, all the mistakes that I now tell my clients not to make. Um, nonetheless, it worked. I, I reached a C-level position basically at the end. It was the highest position I could get. I was a corporate communications leader, so mm -hmm. could never be a CEO of a bigger company with that um, kind of studies, actually. But yes, I reached the highest level that was possible in my area. 
and then I, I was really asking myself, is this something that I want to do for the next 20 years? Mm. Or is it just to have a better pay job in an even bigger company with even more political things to handle at the end? Mm. Or do I want to make an impact? And so I decided that I can make more of an impact if I'm outside of the corporate world, but bringing in the perspective from the inside and from all of these intermediate career steps that I they had made in the in the past mm. 20 years. And this is how I came up with that. And especially also with the topic of communication and how is this related to leadership? As I worked as a corporate communications professional, I was very much linked to leadership communication as well. Mm -hmm. And I realized that you, you can put millions into internal communication campaigns, into the best inter intranet you can imagine <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but, but if your leaders are not able to communicate, there's no trust in the company, the productivity is low, the motivation is low, the frustration level is high, the stress level is high. And all of this is linked to poor communication. And there are so few people who are really good in this. And at the same time, it's the key to everything. It's the key to your success, to your relationships, and it's the interface between you and the world. And so mm. at the end, that, that's a, it's a key area. And so I decided that I want to work on the one side on the personal development level, but really combining this also with communication skills and methods so that people can carry to the outside world what they develop in their inside world. Mm, yeah, this is so wow. Like, I'm feeling like we need to have this conversation because I feel like a lot of women, like they stay someplace where they're not truly fulfilled when in reality they want to go for the big roles and they want to step it up and be a leader or start their businesses. So how, like, what's the best like way to go about doing that and like making those bold moves? I think the first thing is to understand why you are where you are. Comes back mm -hmm. to my very first point. Create some awareness why you are where you are. Is it related to the image or the idea of a job that you have received from your parents, for example, and you still mm -hmm. carry this with you, that you need to stay in a certain, let's say, conventional line or hierarchical line of development, for example? Um, are you able to think out of the box when it comes to your career and not in the normal roles to look wider and to give yourself more of a chance to find something that you are really loving and, and that you, that you really appreciate. Because most women just look at the next step or the next possible logical step, which they see in their organization. And even then, most likely, they are thinking, oh, I'm maybe not good enough. I have to add another diploma, another training course, and mm. I need to be better. I need to be better, and so on and so forth. And, and that's not true. So for me, it's first of all, find out why you are where you are. And you might find out that you're limiting yourselves in this area, at least maybe not in this position, but in this area, wherever you are for a long time already. And then the second thing is really, what do you actually want? If you had a free choice, what would that be? And when you think about that, what are the limiting beliefs that pop immediately into your mind when you think about doing that in reality? Because you will have a heap of sentences popping up telling you you can't do it. What are these? And do you have to believe them? And from there, you can really start to then shape for yourself a vision where you want to go and to overcome very deliberately and consciously the inner obstacles that you face. I know you also said that the journey starts as soon as you decide to take action. So I'm a big action taker myself and I see it all the time, like women holding themselves back from taking action because like you said, they think they need more education, 
just to be good enough and, and all of these things. But what have you learned in your own life or your own journey where taking action was the actual thing that truly helped you realize that, oh my gosh, like I'm amazing at what I do and I have a great impact? I think yeah, taking action is definitely the thing you need to do. You can dream of something and it might fall into your lap somehow, mm-hmm. but you still need to take some action to make it a reality at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still need to follow up on it. But true proactive action, provoking the things that you want in your life, super important. Mm-hmm. I, I, re- I remember a situation where I was, at, that was like yeah, 10 years ago or so, in the middle of my corporate career and a very decisive moment in my corporate career mm-hmm. where we were celebrating, we were having a big, big event for the corporation and we were celebrating it with the team and I came relatively late to the dinner. There were two seats left, one with all my friends from, from my team on my level and mm-hmm. the seat from in front of the boss of my boss, okay? Mm. Nobody wanted to sit there. Not even my boss. He said, buy a <laughs> from him. Okay. So it was a great place, like next to my boss, in front of the boss of my boss. Okay. So I thought in, in milliseconds, because you have to decide it very quickly when you arrive in the mm. restaurant, everybody looks at you. Will I sit there, which will be maybe good for my career? Or will I have just a great evening with my colleagues? And I decided mm. quickly to sit in front of this guy. And that was the taking action piece that changed the situation totally for me in this company. Mm. Because we were discussing about this event and how great it would be to roll it out on five continents in 20 countries. <laughs> and, you know, it was like our oh, big dream. And then I sat in front of him and I, saw, I, I thought, that's the moment. I now take action. And I don't know if he'll, he'll like it or not. But I just said, you know what? If you want to roll out this project, I'm here and I'm doing it in one year. And when I said it, I was like, oh, my God, I really said that. <laughs> and he said to me, are you crazy? You are aware of what you're putting your fingers into? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, 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 yeah but I, I can't guarantee you I'll make it. And it turned out to be really challenging, but it turned out to be the best project of my life. I traveled around wow. the world. It was a huge step forward, not hierarchically. I was still on the same level, but I got so much visibility and so much experience mm. I could I could pull from afterwards. It was just the greatest, probably the greatest decisions I had to do in just a second mm. to sit in front of that guy. So that's why taking action and taking on the opportunities when they are in front of you and not shying back, even if it's uncomfortable in this moment. Mm-hmm. I think this is, this is absolutely key. Yes. I love how confident you were. You're just like, yeah, I can do this. Not knowing really what it entailed, but making that bold move really gave you all that experience. And yeah, I just loved it so much. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, should I go for it? Should I make this bold move? This is your sign that only positive things can come from it. (laughs) Yeah, because at the end, he could have said no. I was surprised that they said yes and that they also got it through with all the budget and everything. But he could have said no. And so what? I mean, he he would then maybe say to someone else one day, you imagine she really (laughs) proposed that. That was (laughs) totally irrealistic. Okay, so what? But at least I tried. And Mm -hmm. in in this case, it really paid out. So I think we need to be just more courageous in what we propose and not only towards the other people, but also towards ourselves. Because at the moment when I pronounced it, I had no clue if I can really handle that. But I just thought 
seriously, I dare to say that and I will work it out somehow. Mm. And to give yourself this trust and this credit that you can do also something where you're not clear on how it will work out and if you will be capable and just trust on the fact, okay, you don't have to do this in 24 hours. It's a big project <laughs> and you can learn on the way. You can give yourself the means and, and just you know, giving yourself these wings because nobody else gives us the wings. We have to find them ourselves and we have to fly ourselves. <laughs> so if you have an image which you can yeah. use, it's very uh, important. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. It's like give yourself your own permission slip, like do your own thing and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I love it so much. And so I ask this to everyone who comes on the show and I'm very curious to know your answer. For you, what does it mean to be a powerful leader? I think a powerful leader is a person who is inspiring others to live their full potential mm -hmm. and to help them to grow and to learn and to spread their wings. I think that this is really a good leader because then you will have a team that is performing well and happily at the same time. <laughs> and I think this is important to not just see them you know, see the financial results or the performance as such, but give it a quality of satisfaction and of purpose at the same time. And this is only possible if you inspire people to find their own way, to go for their personal potential, which is not the same than your potential or your strengths. They're different and that's good like this. And embracing these diversity, this diversity which you might have in your team and the different visions they have of their career, I think this is a great strength of a leader because most try to align people around something that must be the same, you know, the same opinion or the same perspective. Mm. Whereas I think a really, really good leader handles diversity and that is not easy <laughs> because it's uncomfortable when you have a profile yeah. that is very different from yours. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. I I hear so many different, you know, versions of this, but yeah, like it's so true. Like I, I, I love that. I love that so much. And so I'm curious to know, like growing up, did you imagine you'd be where you are today? No. How <laughs> <laughs> to say, it, it's strange. As, even as a child already, I always had the feeling that I will have a great professional life. There was mm -hmm. this kind of, very vague sensation of a great future of not an ordinary future where you will just have a very basic life with the, the same job for 20 or five or 25 years or more. I felt that there's something, but I couldn't really put a, put words on it. And when I, when I started my, I grew up in Germany and in Germany at the age of 10, you change schools and you have then the chance to go for a school that leads further on to university or you go for a school where you will end at 16 and just learn something simpler, yeah, a simpler mm. word. And I had all the grades that were needed for the higher school, but my mother said, and I still remember that because even 10 years old, I felt something's like quite right here. Because she said, well, you will have children anyway. So there's no sense in getting you to the higher school. Mm. And um, I thought, yeah, well, you know, all my friends went to the lower school or my best friend, basically. So that was for me not a, not a problem as such. <laughs> But yeah. I somehow felt that's not quite right. And then the teacher or the director of my of my primary school, he came to see my parents because I had really the best grades together with another friend of mine of the whole of the whole um, the class. And he said, it's, it's a crime if you do not send this girl to the higher school. She has the best grades of all. It's a crime. You cannot not send her 
Mm. <laughs> high school. And that's why I went at the end. I don't remember discussions between my parents or anything, but I remember, I remember that situation. And if he wasn't there, I wouldn't have done what I've done. I would never had the chance to reach this. And I would have been probably quite unhappy with that. Wow. But I had no, not this ambition at, actually. I was never, how to say, I was always a person very much motivated by achievement and mm. by learning. Learning and growing is for me still the best thing. That's what I love in my holidays even. I love to learn and discover yeah. new things. I never go to the same place twice because I always want to see something new and grow with the, mm. even with that experience. So that was my driver for, for my career and why I climbed up the hierarchy ladder at the end. Yeah. But um, there was never this idea of that I could be uh, on a higher level. And I remember my, my mother passed away years ago already, but Once I reached a certain level at work, I, I saw that she was on the one hand proud and on the other hand really puzzled, like, but in our family, we're not like this. How can it be that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it was really strange. She, she was, I think, in between, between her own view of the world and how I developed in a, in a sense that was quite far away from, from hers. Mm -hmm. And I, th I see many women who have that problem in a certain sense or in a different way that you feel your parents have a certain expectations of how you have to live your life. And at the end, you need to free yourself from this idea because you feel quickly guilty, um, not doing what you, you think they think you should do. And sometimes mm. it's not even true. If you ask them, they might say something completely different because they want your best can be. But I think that was for me always, um, it's a learning now when I'm looking back how how this evolved and how much time I also needed to really, really get free or break free from these rather limiting ideas of my life that came from my parents, especially from my mother. And she, she was an over-loving mother. That was the problem. She mm. wanted more to keep me safe. Um, and that took me time. And I see that it's very hard to get rid of these kind of blockings and beliefs that we have that come yeah. from our parents, especially if we had a good relationship because I had a good relationship with my mother, <laughs> all of that. Um, and if we love them, it's hard to, to separate ourselves then from their ideas, but it's absolutely necessary to step into the, the thing that we truly aspire to. Mm, yes. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your story. Like I can see myself in so many things and like mine was like, you know, like money doesn't grow on trees. You got to work hard. Like that's the the narrative that mm -hmm. I grew up with and I had to really, you know, do a lot of work to change that and grow. Um so yeah, thank you so much for for that. And so do you know like have any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience today? Just stop trying to be perfect and just do your best and be satisfied with whatever comes out. And if this is at only 80% of what you see as perfect, be proud of your 80% and truly force yourself to celebrate this 80% and to not look at the 20% <laughs> all the time because that is such a game changer. Over time, if you do that very systematically, to level up your, you, know, you have another level of self-confidence because mm -hmm. you give the, yourself the credit because it, if other people tell you you're great and you diminish it, then it's worth nothing. Actually, your own opinion counts most when it comes to who you believe you are and who you can be. And mm -hmm. value this opinion, truly. Treat yourself like a friend. Be friendly yes. with yourself. And and just yeah keep your word when you promise yourself something yes. <laughs> this, this little thing yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you gotta be kind. You gotta, you know, hold up to your word, be honest with yourself, and do your best. Yeah, I love that so much. Awesome. So, where can people go to connect with you further online if they want to go follow you, learn more about your services? Uh, where can they go? Well, I'm on all social media platforms. Not on all, that's not true. On Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> LinkedIn, mostly Twitter as well. Um, and you find me on social media either under my name or as Empowering Female Leaders because that's the name of my podcast and my programs. Mm-hmm. Or you simply go on my website, ulrikeseminati.com and you will find free resources and my courses as well and the podcast links as well <laughs> and everything else that can be useful for you amazing so yeah go follow Ulrike she's amazing and go listen to her podcast and yeah thank you so much for being here today I really appreciate it thank you very much Anna for having me it was a pleasure to discuss with you thank you so much for listening to this episode of the powerful female leaders podcast If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.